We're here at All Points Brewing with Brewmaster Don McAllister. Uh, we were just kind of talking about some of the beers that you've got here and, and some of your history. You've been brewing for a long time, right? That's correct. So uh, I was trying to do the math, and I guess uh, <laughs> uh, so I first started brewing in 1993, so that would make 28 years. Yeah, creeping up wow. on the big 3-0, huh? Yeah. So, well, it shows. I would say, you know, at this point, you could say you're not just the brewer, you're the master brewer at this point, right? <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate and, it. And yeah. this wasn't your first venture, so you've, you've gone through a progression of uh, different places. Yeah, for sure. So I, I started another brewery back in 2009. I ended up uh, leaving the company in 2012. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I left, a lot of people were like, oh, well, when are you going to open up another one? Uh, so we formed the company in 2015. Mm-hmm. Sat in our hands for three years, and um, you know, in our talk is like, my wife uh, was like, "Hey, I'm writing another check to the state secretary for your $800 minimum tax, so that's $2,400 now, and you haven't done anything." Yeah, why am I so, paying taxes? So um, I'm not writing another one unless you're actually doing something. So we. We got the ball rolling, so to speak, in October of 2018, mm-hmm. uh, and then just dealing with uh, city like conditional use permits sure. and things like that. Uh, we were actually in a, a different suite. Uh, we had gone downtown, cleared everything. Oh yes, yeah, so you can put a brewery there, but based on zoning and all that. And we're like, oh, okay, well that's good, you know, because there's other breweries around <laughs> that are still in the same yeah. Yeah. Uh, city plan. And uh, and then they wouldn't let us have a tasting room large enough. Uh, we were, like, limited. So it's like, okay, well, that's not really going to work out for us. Right. So it's like, well, how big of a space do we need? And, mm-hmm. like, for the city, they were saying, like, well, you can only have a maximum of 10% of your entire space. So it's like, okay, well, then we need to... This space came available. Uh, it's 2,200 square feet. So it's like, okay, well, we can have 220 square feet. Mm-hmm. But apparently if you pay enough money or more money, um, then things become gray. Isn't that funny how that works? <laughs> uh, you know, because one of the other things that we had to deal with, um, and you guys have been outside, they said that there wasn't enough parking here at the mm-hmm. complex, even though there's 256 parking spaces. And right. nothing is... And virtually yeah. all of the businesses around here shut down at 5 o'clock. Which when is we roughly open, when you're opening. Which right? we've made mention yeah. of. And apparently, again, if you pay them more money, then right. yeah. that's This extra of, licensing fee. Yeah, yeah, then that doesn't mm. become an issue. There's two churches, and that's a problem as well, apparently. Okay. But again, if I... Yeah, pay, things you don't know when you're, you know, yeah. the average guy doesn't think about, right? So, and, you know, and it's like 2600 bucks a pop. Wow. For okay. each of those variances. Yeah. Uh, so for the church variance, $2,600. For not enough parking, $2,600. Uh, 5% more tasting room, 26, everything. It just. Yeah. Seems to be an even number there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, well, why can't we just write one variance that includes everything and just make it one fee? Oh, it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're, it, it's, it's like watching, um, uh, you know, some of those. Uh, Comic, comedy movies where you're going to the bureaucracy, right? And it's like, well, you need the stamp. So you go to the stamp office, and he says, I can't give you the stamp till you have the license. You go to the license office, well, I can't give you the license until you have the stamp. And you're like, 
Yeah. What do I do? So we definitely <laughs> had a little bit of that as well in dealing with the uh, ABC, the state licensing, and um, and then signing up with the uh, CDFTA, which is uh, where we pay like our sales and use tax, mm-hmm. and then also the taxes on the beer we manufacture. Uh, so CDFTA requires you to have um, like your brewer's license number, um, but ABC won't issue you your brewer's license number until you're signed up with CDFTA. Oh, my God. So I'm like, oh, well, one of you has to go first. <laughs> yeah, somebody um, has to. <laughs> so ABC was actually really, really good to work with. Yeah. Um, and so our agent that we dealt with, she said, well, here's the license number um, that you're going to be issued once you're able to sign up with CDFTA. So then in talking with CDFTA, they're like, oh, well, you have to do all this stuff. Everything has to be done online. I'm like, not a problem. So I go online. I put in our six-digit number that we're getting, and it says, uh, well, it's supposed to be eight. Like, we require eight <laughs> digits. So I talk to ABC. And I'm like, oh, there are no more digits. Those are the only six. Preface it with two zeros and begin. <laughs> so I tried that. I did yeah. two zeros in front, two zeros behind, 99 in front, 99 behind. And then I called multiple times. So this was like a, probably like the end of November of last year. And it wasn't until like February I finally got somebody on the phone up, up the chain of command, you know, like about like three levels. Yeah. And he made the offhand comment. He's like, oh, well, what kind of license are you applying for? And I go, it's just a small brewer's license. You know, I, I'm not the first person to, yeah. to apply for a small brewer's license. I go, it's a license 23... Okay, wait a minute. If it's 23 in it, so turns out it's the type of license, 23. Oh, and your six-digit ABC six number. Right, gotcha. Wow. So, but it's nice of them to put that on the page to explain why, it clearly, right? Why wouldn't you put that in part? Yeah. But I think because they had just created the online forum right. because of COVID. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. There was a that, whole lot of that. Yeah. You, you know, we were talking about that uh, a little bit earlier about how COVID really changed the game for a lot of people and for a lot of yeah. small businesses so i imagine so you didn't open until this this spring right correct yeah so we finally so it was it was actually pretty immediate so like that happened um like that conversation took place in in february like 21st or 22nd something like that and then like literally two days later we got an email from the abc agent saying hey uh just i got uh the information i needed from cdfta and uh, congratulations, best of luck. And, like, we had our license within, like, two days. Voila. Okay. Um, so we then from there, it's like uh, we've been pretty proactive uh, expecting to be licensed. Um, so we had uh, in place, like, everything ready to, like, brew and everything. So, like, the actually first day that we opened was March 18th. So it was about three weeks after we uh, got all mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, City permitting, uh, you know, yeah. wait, use wait, permit, wait, 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 uh, wait, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, TTB, which is the federal government, yeah. like all that, and then uh, ABC, yeah. and then, you know, with the state. Well, yeah. kudos to you for sticking with it. We, we really like your beer. Yeah, and, yeah, let's and, talk about some beer. And the real re- that's <laughs> sure. the real reason well, we're here. That's the important thing, right? Yeah. Right? So, so uh, you, you said to me earlier, you've got like six sort of primary beers that are your main beers you stick with, and then you've got a few others you rotate through. What's your, your philosophy on your beer making? I mean, what, you know, we've, we've been to places that are sort of very out there, experimental, and, and you seem to have a more focused approach. 
and I like that. I'll just be honest, I like that. So talk to us about mm-hmm. those six main beers and sort of your philosophy of beer making. Yeah, I, I think um, like my philosophy kind of like stems from my beer drinking philosophy, and that is that, uh, I mean, I'm a big IPA fan, um, but it's not the only beer I like to drink. Yeah. Um, I also, on the flip side of that, you know, I, I really like the malty, uh, so like with the red, uh, like the porter, uh, stouts. Uh, so I, for me, it's like I really like a very broad range of beer styles. Uh, and to me, I, I'd like to cater to a broad palate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for customers as well. I mean, I've been into places and, you know, there's like 10 IPAs on tap. And that's all, you know, that's mm-hmm. totally fine. I get, you know, like IPAs are obviously, you know. <laughs> hey, if they're just, selling them, then that must yeah, be working for, sure. for them. But, but I kind of get what you're going at. You know, I walk into a lot of those places, you see 10 IPAs, and of those, maybe two are drinkable because they've gone so wild and over the top with some of the, you know, with the, the, the amount of bitterness and, the, and the, the quadruple hops and the, you know, they just... Yeah. Anything to try to market it to be, you know, something more than or, or above normal sometimes takes away drinkability, I think. Yeah, so I think for me, like, I have a really uh, good appreciation of a lot of, uh, you know, like, more of the classic styles. You know, like, the, the red is uh, kind of a cross between an American amber and an Irish red. Uh, for me, it's a little um, hoppier, but then I also, like, take some of, like, the character... Um, different characteristics of uh, the malts there's seven different malts into that beer um so i think it creates kind of a really nice balanced beer uh you know the same thing with the porter uh it's got big uh, like coffee and chocolate notes in it mm-hmm. um that that beer uh i made for my wife um as a mother's day present um back when i was uh, home brewing and uh, so that's her favorite beer we were at the uh, Great American Beer Festival out in Denver in 2010 and had the uh, opportunity to go to um, Great Divide Brewing Company out there. Uh-huh. And they had, like, if you've ever had like their Yeti, uh, mm-hmm. which is like their big uh, stout, and they had a version of it with uh, vanilla. So it was like a vanilla Yeti. Mm-hmm. And she was just like blown away and she's, she's like, oh, can you add vanilla to the porter? And uh, I'm like, I sure can. So As you know, a I got like some Madagascar <laughs> vanilla beans. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually uh, made my own vanilla extract, like using vodka, you know, as a neutral spirit. Right. And that's how we kind of like started with that. And um, so the vanilla porter is, uh, you know, for the wife. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that beer as well. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one yeah. was fashioned after drinking, uh, like, Mammoth Brewing Company's um, Nut Brown, uh, right. which is a porter, uh, Ska Brewing's mm-hmm. uh, Buster Nut, and uh, probably, like, Deschutes. So um, you, you go out and try other people's beers oh, and then kind of figure out what you like and go from yeah, there. Yeah, I think one of the key things to, like, being a better uh, beer maker is being a really good beer drinker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, like, I teach a, a beer a homebrew class at UCR. I uh, probably haven't done it in maybe like three or four years. But one of the key things I do is I uh, will bring beers to the class, and like at the end, of like the last half hour, um, we'll just drink. Because I think what works in your mouth and like for your taste buds, sure. Um, that way, then you'll know like what you want to brew yourself, right? 
um, like in the flavors and the things that you like and appreciate. Uh, so yeah, I'm always up for uh, trying uh, new new beers mm-hmm. and, and things like that. You know that uh, I'm gonna like and enjoy, and then um, kind of doing the groundwork uh, and then making them. Awesome. Um, you want to take a time out here and help these folks, and we'll come for back. Sure. So, Don, I wanted to ask you about the logo and the name. How'd you guys come up with that? Yeah, uh, so the logo and the name. So Matt and I are um, big on, like, going out and, like, doing stuff and being adventurous. Uh, Nothing too crazy over the top. Uh, You know, like, we like to go camping, surfing, hiking, uh, boating, uh, you know, hanging out at the beach, going to the mountains, hiking. So um, Matt is also, uh, like, retired Air Force and uh, so, like, my thing is, like, oh, look, you know, like, being here in Riverside, we feel like, you know, we're, like, an hour or two from, like, whatever it is that you want to go do, mm-hmm. whether it's the beach, the river, the mountains, uh, you know, like, we ski and snowboard, um, you know, skateboard, uh, you know, it's like we're always just kind of, like, being active, doing stuff with mm-hmm. our kids and our families. And so, to us, it's like, we feel like, uh, you know, like, we're just sort of all points to whatever the heck it is that you're going to go do. Right. I like it. And, um, you know, like, our, our tagline is, um, you know, like, whatever your adventure flavor beckons. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so that explains, because I was going to ask, too, you know, it's like you've got, you know, what, six, seven beers up there, and, and then you've got the seltzers and the sodas. And, and although, you know, you, you hit a lot of different flavors, you'd mentioned that there's another beer that you, that you use as one of your standards that you don't currently have. And so, uh, so you're planning to expand and give yourself three more taps so that you can then right. uh, cycle through some, some, some like, Yeah, you know. we'll probably keep the, uh, the sodas on the separate tap because uh-huh. the, for the seltzers and the sodas, the uh, CO2 on the pressure on those is like 30 PSI. Right. Whereas the beers, um, you know, are in the, like 10 to 12 or like the stout right. porter are a little bit lower, like at 8 so they just have like less volumes of CO2 right um, for the style so yeah so that when types though we have the uh, day cruiser the cream ale we actually have that on nitrogen um, so that one's also in the back uh-huh but the plan is to have like 12 taps out here um, right so going to be done we opened our very first day was March uh, 18th so it's been Three and a half months. Yeah, he was talking about that. He's been open three and a half months, but he's been basically planning and been incorporated since 2015. So that's yeah. on the logo, it says 2015. Yeah, don't let the it's 2015 just, fool yeah. you. That's uh, yeah. <laughs> and he was brewmaster somewhere else before that, and he's you know been brewing 28 years. So so we've learned a lot about about his background here, and uh, and and really enjoy. Uh, I mean, this is one of our favorite places to come back to because we do enjoy your work. It's yeah, just I um, that, the. Guys. The, so your chemistry background really seems to play a role in this. I mean, you, you're very scientific about how you do this. Yeah, uh, I think the uh, scientific background with like the uh, chemistry the, and the biochemistry of it really comes into play uh, for being able to reproduce the beers and be consistent uh, batch to batch. Uh, that way then when people come back and they go, you know, yeah, that's the red. Yeah. yeah. And, and like, I had that, you know, like six months ago, or I had that two years ago. Right. Like, I've had people come in from the, uh, that were customers at the uh, prior brewery. And like I said, you know, like I, mm-hmm. and literally those people could not have had that, that beer probably since like the middle of 2012. And they've come right. back in and said, 
Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the beer. I yeah, remember. and that's the difference between a professional <laughs> and a home brewer. Home brewer, there, you know, well, it's kind of this. I used a little of that. And, yeah. You know, wherever you got your hops is where you got your hops, and you know. So and, and I knew we use brewing software. Um, uh-huh. You know, like everything is measured out very specifically. Sure. Um, you know, like the water profile, we do take a look at uh, the Riverside. Uh, you know, like what the water that we then in case you know there are mm-hmm. things that we have to add um, to it or take out right. uh, or deal with. And, uh, you know, we have a microscope to uh, look at our yeast cells uh, and, and all those things to make sure that we have a healthy, happy yeast. Uh, sometimes, you know, I'll make a, I guess it's a brewer's joke, you know, that uh, I'm not actually in the business of making beer. I'm more of a yeast farmer, yeah. uh, as it were, or a janitor, because the, the other sort of like number one key to making good beer is is cleanliness like yeah. you have to clean everything yeah. Um, yeah. like it's nobody's yeah. business yeah like your lines your tanks uh your brewing equipment uh spoons you know i mean you name like everything has to be cleaned and sanitized um well that attention to detail gonna, that attention to detail comes across in your flavors it really does yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so anything that comes into contact with the uh, beer um post boil when we bring the temperature down uh, has to be, you know, like totally sanitized. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, then we don't infect it. No bacteria or anything like that. Sure. Uh, and you know, sometimes things happen, uh, and uh, and it's a sad day when uh, infections or you know, like something goes wrong and the flavor's not right because uh, you know, then we have to throw it out. Yeah. And we've, yeah. You know, over the course, I you know, every every brewery's you know. Yeah you've got problem and like you can't track it down and you can't fix it yeah um and you have to dump it yeah a little and of this shed, yeast got in with a little of that yeast and yeah, suddenly things don't taste right you a little right. tear and uh, you go oh well that sucks and you, mm-hmm. you toss it yeah so have you ever had a happy accident where it's like you used the wrong ingredient and then when you were done you went oh that's not bad yeah um i have definitely i um Inadvertently, and this was uh, so we have a a weeder melon, which is a watermelon wheat beer that we made, and um, something came up, um, and I ended up having to like leave it in the uh, mash tun, and so one of the things, so it worked out to like being uh, like a kettle sour, Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was actually like a sour watermelon, so it was kind of a happy accident that. we, I had uh, made a um, like a Flanders red, uh-huh. so I still had uh, some like the lactobacillus, uh-huh. and so I, I'm not sure if it was. Uh, I'd hate to think that it was like poor cleaning on my part. I just think that uh, it was still because that was fermenting, and like right. there's that's the hard thing in like dealing with like sours. It, if um, if you have the like the bugs, the lactobacillus or uh, anything like that it, it's really difficult to get rid like you have to you you have to sterilize as opposed to sanitize sure um, to kill everything and so it sort of worked out it was like a very light tart um, watermelon uh, I was like I'll oh, we should try that again sometime yeah <laughs> it be a sour watermelon yeah wheat beer um, so that was definitely a happy accident that we've had cool cool so 
You have any other questions you want to talk well, about? I was just going to talk about, you know, on the experimental side, how do you how do you think about or go about deciding to try something new? Is it? I know we were talking before about how you visit other breweries and try, t taste their stuff, but what's your process for, for, for when you want to do something experimental or different? Well, for us, one of the things, uh, you know, Matt and I will sit down and uh, kind of like put our heads together and, uh, you know, like take a look at, hey, what about making, uh, you know, just something different? Uh, you know, I've in the past, uh, every four years, I have uh, like a beer series, uh, you know, over the past 28 years that called Take a Flying Leap. So it's always uh, brewed and uh, released on uh, Leap Day. So it only happens <laughs> once okay. a year in the end of February. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like, I'm just going to make and brew something that I've never made before in my entire life. And, you know, this is like, you kind of like sit down and think about it, you know, different yeasts, different do, do, malts. Do you still do like a small homebrew kit that, that you would do for those experiments before you would bring it here and go big with it? Or? Yeah. So we do have a pilot system. Okay. Um, that is basically allows us to do like a one keg, you know, like a 15 and a half gallon batch okay. at a time. And so like a lot of times that's where we'll start. So for example, each of the beers um, will will start off as a pilot batch. And then from there we'll, uh, you know, like if it's, we want some more of a flavor or a little less of a flavor, you know, then we'll tweak the recipe um, appropriately. But like we've hit it, a lot of times, uh, sometimes it can take, you know, like three or four times. Uh, like when I first uh, when I first made the uh, road trip red, uh, I had uh, uh, with the with this equipment we had uh, problems with the color, so it was more like road trip brown. It just came out like a little bit too yeah. dark. Yeah. Uh, so we had to uh, you know play around with the recipe to uh, get that you know get the color mm -hmm. correct. Okay. So brown ale's good, but it's not yeah. what you were going for. No, exactly. <laughs> so and road trip brown just doesn't have the same ring. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, Don, thank you so much for talking to us today. This has been really delightful. Um, yeah, no, yeah, I we appreciate it. And once we've got it all edited and we've got it ready to go, we'll send you the link so you can share it on your social media, and we'll be sharing it out on our platforms as well. Okay. Yeah. Um, super cool. Yeah. So Matt and I uh, totally appreciate the time uh, you guys coming in, trying the beers, and obviously yeah. enjoying them. And uh, you know, doing us the honor of uh, yeah. putting us on your uh, well, and podcast. thank you for being our first. I mean, oh, like yeah, I said, absolutely. this is our you know, this is a new gig, a new gig for us. We've done radio in the past. And we just decided we want to try a beer podcast. So yeah, you know? yeah, we know we appreciate you being open, open to to talking with us. And uh, now I'm ready to stop talking and have some more beer. Yeah, so. right. Because <laughs> that's my, my wife. Uh, my wife will definitely tell you that uh, I will just talk and talk about beer like all day long. So. <laughs> I got to give kudos, and I don't remember the guy's name who helped us on Friday, but he was very knowledgeable. Scott. Scott. Yeah. He yes. was fantastic. Yeah. Very helpful, you know, and, and really set yeah. up my flight of beers for me so that the progression was perfect. Uh, yeah, uh, it Scott's was great. Super guy as well. yeah. you know, I know we were wrapping up, but that's actually one of the things I got to give you kudos to for. I mean, I, getting somebody like Scott, going to, I mean, we've, like I said, we've been doing this for a while, going to different uh, brew pubs every Friday, and the difference between having a good time and a so-so time sometimes hinges on the person behind the bar you know it's like we literally went to a place where they had a laminated sheet and they pushed it across and we asked a question because it's on there and that was all and it was like 
talk to me about your beers, guy. Tell me about what's, yeah. you know, what, what are the different flavor profiles. What should I try? If I'm going to have a flight, what should I have and what order should I drink them in? No, just just read. You can pick it. You know, like, ah, you know, yeah, care, well, care that, about what you're doing a little bit. That makes me feel really good. Yeah. You know, like yeah. Scott is very knowledgeable with the yeah. beer. Like, he drinks a lot of beer. <laughs> he um, admitted as much. <laughs> yeah. So, in fact, you know, he... Scott and I have been like friends uh, probably since about like 2010. And he came to the the other place and was like, yeah. "Oh, where's the brewer?" <laughs> you know, and so yeah. like we forged a you know like a great friendship nice. over beer, which you know is uh, that's the know, right way to do it. Thing, the best way to do it, right? Well, thank you again, Don. Two for brew. That's how I like my beer. Here with you, that makes it two for brew. Two for brew, that's how I like my beer. Here with you, that makes it two for brew.